0: Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have actor Peyton Meyer. I was so excited to have Peyton on the show because for so long I've wanted to talk to someone who has started working in their childhood and is actively transitioning into the adult phase of their career. And Peyton is very much doing that. And this weekend, you got to check out his film, He's All That, available on Netflix. Peyton and I go so deep. I'm so grateful to you, Peyton, man. You're a warrior. I'm so proud of you, man. Like, this was an incredible conversation. You got such depth, brother. You're going to go so far. And uh, we'll work together one day. Peyton, man, keep on keeping on. Guys, please give a shout out to Peyton. He's all that on Netflix. And uh, make sure you're subscribed on all the platforms. All right, guys. So much love. Peyton Merritt, welcome to an actor's spares. How are you doing, brother? Good. How are you doing? Uh, Better now, man, than I'm seeing you. We were just speaking We have a mutual friend what up sterling uh dude it's a pleasure to have you on man i just got to check out the film and you got started so young and that's so radical man i'm so envious of that and i've really wanted to talk to someone like you for a long time who who went through the child circuit because a lot of episodes i have 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 been people that have already gone through it into the adult thing And then people that just haven't been able to make it yet into the adult thing. So it's awesome that you've made the transition and are starting to make it. And this incredible iconography that you have before you and everything that's in store for you, man, it's,
1: it's amazing. You should be so excited, dude. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. It's been, uh, you know, I started young, it's been 10 years. It's been a long journey of, uh, of building it all up. And it was a lot more work than I thought, but it's, it's been a journey.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm just getting to know you, man. And and it's awesome what you're doing, dude. And I know, you know, man, for all that's to be said about Disney, it can be a wonderful thing and it can be a troubling thing. And it, and it, and it, it kind of ends up being more trouble for a lot of people than, than most. So you should be so proud of yourself for coming up and, and being a total humble dude and being here and, I
1: really, I value that, man. That's so awesome. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Disney's, uh, you know, they're unique and a lot of people go. Not,
0: not talking shit about Disney. Just the no. whole. No, no. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's,
1: it's unique because you get such a wide variety of, of people and perceptions that people take from it. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of cool being able to be from the inside of it to be able to know. I feel like I would always be wondering what Disney was like if I didn't go through it. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Totally, man. Well, if it's cool with you, man, let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up?
1: Yeah, I grew up in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to go uh, to the movies or to the bowling alley or to the food court, we had to go through uh, the casinos. So Wow. Oh, because yeah.
0: they're all in like Caesars and all that, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Damn. That's so crazy. It was, it was, yeah, it was wild. It was So wild. were, were it was you low. in close proximity to the strip then? I was about 15 minutes. Wow. So, so we have yeah, one street just straight down every street. There's like, you know, eight down this, you'd go down a couple of streets and eight streets would take you straight down to the street.
0: And that's, that's walking or driving 15.
1: That's driving 15 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow, man. And, and what's it like growing up in, you know, a 21 year old city when you're a child, do you have an awareness of that? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, there's kind of, there's a, there's a, there's two perceptions. Um, you grow up looking at it. Uh, you're obviously exposed to everything at a very young age, uh, addiction, gambling, drunks, uh, alcoholics, drugs, whatever it is, you're all established to it at a very young age. And some people, I have a lot of friends that would go that way and think that was cool. That was what they were meant to do. So they would do it as well. Yeah. And then there was people like me that would saw it being, you know, all abuse. Like when I'm, I'm over 21 now. So when I go back to Vegas, I love to go back because now I can actually sit at the tables and like grab drinks and stuff, but it's very, you know, I know how to gamble. I know how to handle my drinks in Vegas. I know how to handle my behavior. Um, but a lot of that kind of carried through to the rest of my life because I was exposed so young. I was like, <sighs> man, you really got to watch yourself because people yeah. really let themselves go. This, this is the city where people come and forget who they are.
0: Yeah, and dude, can... I'm, I'm, I'm five years sober off drugs and alcohol. So I get it, man. You know, yeah. I've had, I've had many, too many bottoms in Vegas. So I, I understand that city well, but that's yeah. cool, man. I'm I'm curious then, you know, I ask everyone this, what, what did your parents do? Where did the arts bug come for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I was baseball, football, basketball, regular sports kid. My mom was, uh, a cocktail waitress at MGM. My dad was a pit boss, um, basically no arts whatsoever in my family. And I did a play in the third grade, uh, and it was for like a a big high school auditorium. Um, and I remember it being so enlightening. Like I was like, wow, why was that so fun? Um, and it took me about two or three years after that to be able to ask my mom and be like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. She said no, of course. Um, and then we basically just, we did this little tryout. I mean, it was one of those like no, you know, like someone tells you about acting and you go to this tryout and it was basically like this no name, nothing tryout. And luckily, there was actually one agent there that wanted to pick me up. And she brought me to L.A. And I basically just started driving back and forth with my mom. Wow. For auditions. Uh, Way to go, mom. Gigs. Yeah, my mom.
0: Yeah, what a bro. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, she, she plugged <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> That's so rad, man. And and when you got that agent, what kind of stuff were you going up for? At at how old were you? Nine, ten. I was wow. ten. Yeah, 10 years so,
1: old, I was just uh, just modeling at the time. Oh,
0: Got it, got it. Yeah. And so you were doing like print work back in the comp card days?
1: Yep, yep. Wow. I was doing the Target catalogs and the Kohl's catalogs and just basically modeling was just, it was just paying the bills. You know, it was yeah. you know, all the drives and hotels going back and forth. It was really just, let's just do as many modeling jobs. And then finally I started bugging her. I was like, I want to act. I want to do something you know, I watched George Lopez and stuff. I was like, I want to act. I want to be on TV. her being your agent or your mom both okay, awesome I ended up I told my mom and then we told the agent and the agent was like, no, you should just do modeling just stick to modeling. Wow, what, and, what bad uh, advice we left her yeah
0: before. totally <laughs> yeah, I'm glad and, we did. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. and so was your mom once she saw you you know starting to get the modeling things with? was she supportive then?
1: Yeah. I mean, she was always, you know, my mom's one of those like ride or die in belief. Um, and luckily I had that on my side. Like everything was always, we're going to do it. It wasn't, I don't know if, or like, can we do this? It was always, we're going to do it. She's just very intuitive. So we would just, I just basically stuck with her and I was like, how do we make this happen? And then all of a sudden doors would start to just open, you know, I asked for that. And then we ended up doing one of these photo shoots for target. And the guy was like, do you have a manager like, uh, for acting? And we were like, no. And he was like, I'm going to give him a call real quick. Gave him a call. We ended up sitting down with him and he signed me and then he was pulled immediately pulled me from their agency and went to a different agency. And we just basically started auditioning.
0: Wow. Damn. That's yeah. crazy. Do you yeah. remember who it was? The manager? His name was Ken
1: Jacobson. Okay. Is he still in the game? He actually uh, passed away unexpectedly. Yeah.
0: But did that get you into the casting director rooms where people started to become fans of your work?
1: Yes. Started getting me into casting and um, a couple of general meetings, which was, you know, I mean, generals are great. So you can sit down with casting and and have a chat. So he got me into a couple of auditions and generals and then, bam. I booked uh disney started off
0: wow dude so huge do you i mean obviously when i was a kid i watched the disney channel were you watching it like as
1: a kid yeah i mean i remember watching late night i mean george it was george lopez and friends were on more than anything got it um but i do remember every once in a while uh you know throw on some uh like Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. Uh, I was perfect for that generation. Like randomly it would come on. I had two older brothers, so I rarely got the TV, but when I did, I was like, you know, throw on Nick at night or Disney channel or something like that. Um, But that Hannah Montana and like wizards of Waverly place ran. Yeah. Classic sort of stuff. Yeah. They were just great. They were great shows. Uh, Were they
0: they still on air when you were auditioning?
1: uh, Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you ever audition for any of them? No, I didn't. I was Uh, too young. Yeah, I was too young. Wow.
0: So I'm curious then, because I'm a little bit older than you. So Boy Meets World was a huge part of my childhood. Did you have any
1: relationship with that show at all? A bit. I remember my brothers watching it. So I had two older brothers. So they were, uh, when I told them about the reboot, uh, I obviously knew about the show, but I don't remember like details of like the episodes or like what happened. I just remember yeah. it being on. I remember the Boy Meets World logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I remember seeing it and I was like, yo, they're remaking uh, Boy Meets World. It's going to be Girl Meets World. And they were like, what? Are you kidding me? It was like one of their favorite shows.
0: That's awesome. man. Yeah. That's so cool. And was was that your first big booking?
1: Yeah, it was um, – I get a little confused on the timeline. I, it was Girl Meets World and then Dog with a Blog uh, happened, like, simultaneously. Wow.
0: Yeah. Cause so we were bouncing pilot. back and forth
1: between they production? And forth. Yeah. And then, well, we did the pilot, and then I was back to episodes with them. And then we waited, like, six months for the pilot to get picked up, and then it was off.
0: Wow. And so what yeah. was that? I mean, that's kind of like, you know – few people are lucky enough to to learn and on a set experience and that's their Juilliard. What was it like to go from, you know, being this wide eyed kid who had modeling, who wanted to act to suddenly you're one of the leads on this show that's already got a following because it's a, a new version. You know, what, what did you have an awareness of that going in?
1: I just remember um, I had my Instagram on private you know, just for like the girls back home and whatever. It, that's what my yeah. Instagram was used for. I didn't, you know, connecting with friends. That's all it was. And then I remember they made the announcement that I was cast. And I think I had like 1,100 followers or something like that. And I remember un, someone was like, you know, take your thing off private. Like this is like going to be important. And I took it off private and I just shot up to like, I think it was like 85,000. Wow. And, yeah, like instantly, like it just like I unclicked it and then it went 85,000 and then in a matter of time I was like 150, 200,000 before the show even like really took off.
0: Yeah. And does it does a company or a mother or an agent like that get in there and tell you how to work that social media thing? Cuz when I was coming up, you know, we were on on the MySpace days, so you couldn't it wasn't a thing <laughs> as much, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you know, they guide you. Disney, Disney does like, and I'm glad they do. They do like some little media training. They call it like, Hey, uh, just so you guys are aware, um, you know, no profanity. Like you guys have kids that you guys are and that you guys are going to have following you. So it's very important to set the presence that you guys want to set for yourselves and make sure you guys are carrying the brand as, as strongly as you can. Um, and we have very high standards if you want to work here it's one of those things that we really we have high standards and I was I was loving it because at the time I was like of course like I've always heard that Disney's very strict and like contracts or I knew it signing the contract I was like they're they're strict and that's how they should be they have kids paying attention to their platform and a large audience of people so it makes sense
0: totally man and and do you remember you know like was was uh, Ben or Danielle? Were they helpful at all to you, having gone through that experience themselves when they were young? Yes, of course. Uh,
1: they were awesome too. Oh, oh that's great! Dude. I oh, love hearing great, that. Uh, they were so great. Um, and then actually, Ryder, Ryder was great too. Uh, oh, I
0: forgot Ryder was. Uh, that's right. Yeah,
1: Ryder directed a lot of them. Um, wow. He was in it too, but he directed a lot. Um, but they were they were so good. Um, they taught us you know, just, like, how fast it happens, you know, just, like, enjoying the process, learning as much as you can, and, like, they were just so helpful, because, you know, they, it it was almost a shock for them, because they were so young, and when they started, and then, compared to now, they're just, like, we can't believe like this was that big of a deal for you guys. Like having to re like redo this and live in the parents' shoes and have you guys come in and be so excited to like meet us and like be here with us is like so special. And we're going to just basically mom and dad, you guys and just kind of guard you guys through, you know, uh, Daniel was definitely a lot more about, um, you know, the fame, like what happens, um, going through the fame process and kind of what happens with being your, you know, very safe and figuring out the safe ways, especially for the girls. She really, like, helped them and uh, guided a lot of questions. And Ben was obviously – Ben's a clown, man. He's yeah. He's just so funny, dude. I had so much fun with him on set. We would just crack
0: each other up. That's awesome, man. And so I imagine – I mean, I know they do on-set
1: tutoring, but did that make you have to move to L.A. finally or – Yes. Um, as soon as I booked a show, I was like, all right, we're just going to have to do it. Um, ended up moving to LA and then almost every single weekend I drove home to Vegas still to go hang out with with friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was that a tough time being away from like your, your social network at home while adjusting to this new kind of production family lifestyle?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I was, 12 when i was cast and i think i was 13 by the time the pilot got picked up and we started um you just felt like you missed your childhood yeah you know what i mean and like totally. well don't get me wrong like me you know i didn't miss like going to the movies oh this chick turned me down oh this night wasn't that fun oh we played basketball those aren't like memories i really think about now anyways yeah. so it, it didn't bother me uh Nowadays, and I can only imagine myself in 10 years, it won't bother me, but the amount of work that it did for my life, for the rest of my life was so worth it and such a big impact that it really just doesn't, it didn't matter that I missed that part of my childhood. And I kind of, you know, us in the cast, we had fun, but I mean, it was a lot of work, but we had, we had our own little fun that was worth it, you know?
0: And because you're under 18, don't they have like limited
1: work hours each day legally yeah, they would do, I think it's like 12 and a half. I was, I was the oldest kid on set. So once you reach 16, obviously the rules change a little bit. And then once you reach 18, obviously it's off to the races, but, wow. uh, 16 for sure. You can be on set alone. Um, one of the parents would sign to watch, you know, yeah. or just you know. um, but yeah, it was like from the start we would be, you know, up at set was downtown Los Angeles. Um, so it was basically 25, 30 minutes to get there. So our call time would be five thirty AM. Um, and we would do school for two hours and then we'd go through the whole works, whatever it was, rehearsal or filming or whatever it was. And then we'd do another hour of school at the end of the day. Um, and we, after traffic from downtown Los Angeles, I'd be home at like six, five 30.
0: And did you guys have a live studio audience? Yes. so what was that experience like because that's you know the closest you can get in tv to theater you know because you have that reaction
1: yeah that's what it felt like yeah to be able to have that live audience there and be able to feed the energy
0: yeah i can only imagine man and and having come from friends and that kind of like you know viewership that must have been so cool to then be
1: the guy that's doing that you know yeah It was awesome. It was really cool. And it was, I remember that we started, you know, second episode, we did the live audience and it was just like, we immediately loved it. And we're like, we're doing it every single time. Wow. No questions asked.
0: And were you, I mean, obviously I know you had school, but were you doing an acting class as well? Or did you have like an onset coach or I know sometimes those are a part of it
1: or, or maybe not. You know, it was one of those things. There was an onset coach and stuff, but you know, that's really just, run lines and stuff, not really, uh, maybe a little performance notes, but the real acting um, started with this great coach I had. She actually, I got a little tattoo for her because she oh, passed away. Uh, dude,
0: so sorry.
1: Oh, uh, it's all good. You know, it's one of those things. She uh, she was battling lung cancer for years, oh, and um, we were working since I was 13, and she was one of those, like, you know, acting coaches. Like, they're, yeah. like, some of them are, like, moms, yeah. Some of them are like therapists, like totally. they really, they know you better than anyone on the planet because you're yeah. diving so deep emotionally. And, um, and it was one of those things that she would teach me, uh, like I would be working on a a Disney show and she would teach me like the complete opposite, like dark drama, you know, we'd be doing like drug addict roles and like heroin addicts and like. Anger and like these super mean roles, or like whatever it was, was like cussing and total opposite of Disney. So, yeah. simultaneously, I was working like you know, it feels like barely acting on this Disney show, just like a kid. Yeah, um, and then bam, we would go to work and it would just be three or four hours twice a week of just intensive emotional work and script breakdown. I love that, dude.
0: That's so wow. rad. Not, not a lot of actors w- would do that. You know, usually some people get so comfortable in a job. I love and have so much respect that you did that, man. Now I'm curious with being locked into a show like that, does the contract or just the realities of production prevent you from auditioning for other things in the downtime? You
1: can audition, but Disney's strict. you know, you can't yeah. do uh
0: you can't be snorting cocaine in Waffle wall Street yeah. Yeah. Scarface <laughs> ain't coming around for yeah it. that's so funny, man. reminds yeah. me of that entourage episode, but uh wow. dude that that's so rad man, so then you know, how are you liking l a besides like the production did you start to find your tribe, so to
1: speak? yeah, I mean, it took me once i once I got my car um it was a different world, you know, because as a kid, my mom, just L.A., it's just like, you're not going to go walking around downtown. You're not going to go walk everywhere. But once I got a car, I really just. I was able to live, you know, yeah. found, found a whole new group of you know, some of them regular friends that just work regular jobs and then ended up finding some. For some very successful actors, and then even like Sterling and all them, you know, like I found like large groups of friends that I would, you know, the L.A. circuit that you just, yeah, I know, well, you start to just meet huge groups of people, and you just yeah. circle through that horrible wow. phase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. L.A.'s city, though, you know, coming from Vegas, was it a pleasant change, or did you miss Vegas as the city? I didn't miss Vegas, but I hated L.A. Oh, see, I feel the same way. If yeah. you don't mind expanding on that, what was it about L.A. that
1: – You know, it's just a – it's a dark place, man. It is, dude. The energy is just – it's so heavy here. And I'm not, one of, I'm not just talking about one of those energy people, but I swear the energy here, the people, what they, what they mean, what they want from you, what they do is just – it's not community – and it's, it's not, not like, sincere. No, no one will just wave at you on the side. Yeah. You. you know, everyone's got an agenda. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. What about you? What? 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 Why do you? Why did you not like it?
0: Because I came there when I was twenty-five. I wasn't yet sober, okay. and uh, I was doing the audition grind. And it's just like everyone there shares the same dream where the chances of them achieving that dream is never, but everyone moves there anyway. And you go to Starbucks, I'm an actor, I'm an actor. You go to Equinox or, yeah, you know, LA Fitness. So I'm an actor, I'm an actor. And it's just like, you can't escape it. And everywhere you go, there's a billboard to remind you how much better someone else is doing than you, or, you know, a friend of yours. And you're just like, oh man, this is just not healthy. And so- I was like, you know, in New York, even though theater and things are here, it's not so in your face. You go to a bar, you go to anywhere, you know, someone's a dentist, someone's an orthodontist. You might be the only actor in there, you know, whereas L.A., everyone is somehow in it, you know? Yeah. But it's, a, uh,
1: it's tough. It's a, it's a tough place.
0: Yeah. So then how long, Girl Meets World made it three or four seasons?
1: We did three. 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 seasons.
0: Yeah. And what was that ride like, you know, because I know it was like a really popular run and people loved it. You know, was that, was that a really enjoyable time in your life? Because when you're young, you know, man, you think you're so old or you just want to be old, but you then realize who you are at 12 and who you are at 15 are totally different people. You know what I mean? And same thing, 15 to 18. So what was it like changing through that show? like physically and mentally?
1: Well, you know, it was, uh, I would love to say it was great and it was easy. Um, That was one of the toughest times of my life. Um, And I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, it sucks when you're, you know, 12 through, I'd say 12, yeah, 12. I don't know how it is for girls, but for guys, 12 through 18 is such a time that like, there's so much to figure out. Um, and there's so many different directions to go and there's so many different things to perceive certain ways. And with my family life, like my mom was amazing. My dad was, you know, strong, just a strong guy, you know, very, uh, stern with direction and, you know, just had his plan and his way. And, you know, I respect him so much because, you know, when he turned 22, he had a kid. And he stuck with it and and dove down and became a dad and, and did his thing. You know what yeah. I mean? He wasn't someone that ran away from it. He's someone that battled it. But obviously, he had uh, he had a tough time with it. It was something that was difficult and something that, you know, obviously, it was like something in him wanted something more. Yeah. And he had to have money. He had to have a job. So his direction was a little different. And luckily I had this, this mom that was just such a positive light on, you know, if I were to talk to my dad about acting, it would not even a question, but my yeah. mom, she's just so positive about us doing things that we love to do. Um, and during that time, my parents were going through a divorce from 15 to, it was about 14 to 17. Oh, dude.
0: Uh, I'm so sorry. My sucks. parents got divorced too. So I don't remember it. So I oh, can't
1: imagine what it's like to go through it at that age. It sucks. It's hard. Yeah. I was just begging for them to break up. Like, please just split apart. Yeah. Please, you know what I mean? It was one of those things that I just was like looking back at it, now I can laugh because I was like, that was such a bad time. Oh God. But It was like, you know, work. Was great to get away from all of that. Um, And work also had its tough moments because, you know, the cast and there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. You know, you're on a show for three years together. You're you're like family. So it's another round of family. So it was one there and then one home and then one there and then one home. It was constant this battle. And then you, as a 15 year old guy, you have this battle in your own mind of what do I want to be? What do I want to do? What does it mean to be a man for me? What does it mean? What do I want to do? So that was definitely one of the toughest times of my life, but I love the way that I, I got out of it.
0: Yeah, man. That's so beautiful. How how did you, if not just acting, like was there, you know, fitness or surfing, was there something that helped you, you know, surmount all this?
1: you know, it was traveling. Mm. Loved it. Yeah. I was so in LA for so long working and stuff that when I just took off, uh, when Disney was done, I took off. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm not going to college. I don't want to do college. I know exactly what I want to do with my life, but I have to fix this to be able to do it.
0: You were 17 when it was over. I was uh,
1: 18. 18. Okay. Wow. So yeah. you were an adult proper. I was an adult. It was perfect. Yeah. Was like, I'm taking off. Um, and basically just started traveling. And that was one of those things that, uh, blew my mind seeing these different cultures and all this different style of living. And it was In, just international really, like, or domestic everything I did. Yeah. I did a bunch, of, a bunch of States and stuff, obviously, you know, going through the States, there's a couple States I wanted to do, but, uh, you know, I took off to Canada, I took off to Australia, I took off to Hong Kong, uh a couple places in China, Singapore, um Europe like at all? New Zealand. I started hitting Europe when I got older. Um, got yeah, just recently I've I've done uh Amsterdam, Switzerland, and then Italy. Um, I just did Italy. Italy is unbelievable. Oh, God, I love it's it. one of those it's one of those resets for me. you know what I mean like it 'll last me six months before I get the bug again yeah. but it's like I need it 's something that I've realized by myself once or twice a year, I have to just go yeah I have to get out of here. I have to get out, especially l a when I come here i 'm like i 'm in distress because it is a bubble, yeah. and there is not a world outside of this bubble. Yeah. You forget that there's an entirely different world. Where none of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: it matters. Yeah. That's it's so great. rad, man. I'm I'm the same way, dude. I love you. You're great. Um, that's awesome, man. And and when you started, when that show ends and that's been your anchor piece, do you tell your agent, hey, dude, I need some time off. Like, do you you have that conversation or are you still kind of accepting auditions or offers as they come in?
1: Yeah. So the big thing was right from the movie ending, um, I actually, my manager uh, took me to this little event. We were at this event and I ended up bumping into this girl and she looked at me and she was like, I don't know why you look familiar and you're so cute and you're so this and she just started talking to me and I was like oh cool um she's a nice girl and she was like you should stop into my office uh I'm an agent and I would love to sit down with you and you know I'm sitting there with my manager I'm like I'm sorry I already have an agent we're yeah. doing well together and my manager just looks at me and goes we'll be in we'll be in and I'm like oh okay um, and then she took off and we ended up talking and she was like, you know, I'm from the, or my manager was like, she's from CAA. So no we're going to go sit down. Yeah. I was like, no problem. <laughs> yeah. I signed with CAA, um, and ended up doing, uh, two months of auditions with them and my acting coach, uh, died and I had never worked on an audition or a script without her. Yeah. So my life crashed my career, my life, my personal life, like my head, everything just collapsed. And of course I'm two months into CAA and I end up, you know, calling my agent and I'm like, I, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but like, this was my heart of my business. Like my entire heart, my whole heart was just crashed. It was ripped apart. There was nothing to do. I was like, Go Even thinking about an audition just brings me to tears. I mean, it just like hurts. It's a bad situation. And I don't know how I'm going to do in the rooms because reading the script, it looks foreign to me without her guidance, without her questions, without her, you know, without her levels, um, And from then it was about two more months, uh, of just kind of just horrible auditions. I knew it when I walked in just horrible rooms. Um, and I was, you were mourning, man, you know, I should have taken more time, but I was beating myself up at that time. That was one of the trickiest, you know, dissecting parts. Um, and then actually my agents at CAA, One uh, took off from the company and became a manager at, I think, Untitled or something like that. She took off. And then my other uh, agent took off from CAA and went to ICM. So my partners basically split. Wow. And I was like, whole world crashing down. I was like, I don't have an agent right now. My manager doesn't know what to do. And my acting coach is gone. All right. Completely reset and said, I need to just go. Told my manager, he was like, this isn't a good idea. Like we got stuff to do, you know, like there's a lot of things we need to do now. Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back soon. Uh, ended up taking off for just, you know, sporadic weeks for the next three months, just sporadic weekends, just going different places and just fixing it. I didn't even realize I was fixing everything, but I was taking a shower like a a shower, washing everything off that I needed to.
0: Yeah. So beautifully put, man. And I'm sorry for your loss on that. It's so tough, man. I've lost a lot of people that are near and dear, so I relate, man. And, and so then when you did come back, did you feel not that you're ever over it, but you know, did you feel less despondent? Let's just put it that way.
1: You know, when I got back, uh, we signed with a new agency and then my manager died. Yeah. Oh my God. So it was like, it was like, I, I didn't come back to like, here we go. Yeah. I came another back. fucking loss, dude. This, and he was the, you know, he was the one who started me. He was yeah. the one who first got me into Disney. And the first reason I'm here, he introduced me to my acting coach he was, he was everything. He was the brain. I call him the brain and my acting coach is the heart. Yeah. And it was so – a reason I get the tattoo is because they were my childhood teachers. Yeah. They literally taught me. Se- second how, fa- father and mother, you know? And mother. They yeah. taught me how to grow into a man, um, career and personal. Um, and when he passed away, um, it was game time. This one didn't mourn. This one was, I now have a purpose to do it. I now have a team of angels or whatever you want to call it around me that are guiding me and gave me things to take this forward. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't more than anything. It was straight business. It was straight. I left my agency at the time too. I was with Gersh. I left Gersh and I just sat on my own. I had no reps, nothing. No way. Ended up. Yeah. Ended up meeting this guy. Uh, Brian Shear and, and we linked. And then he introduced me to my new manager, Nick. And then they introduced me to Innovative. And through COVID, about a year and a half, he's all that.
0: Damn. Dude, I'm proud of you, bro. Thank
1: you, man. Thank yeah.
0: you. Yeah. God, what a story, dude. Holy shit, we need to make a memoir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get there one day.
0: Yeah, dude. So... <laughs> You know, obviously it sucked for the entire world having this, you know, for all actors, whether you had credits or not, like you were auditioning. And then now this business is collapsed and there's a gigantic question mark if and when it can ever be done again. So did you stay in L.A. through the pandemic?
1: I was in L.A. for, yeah, a a good chunk of it.
0: So you really felt it like we did here in New York. You saw it, you felt it and.
1: Very real here.
0: Yeah, man. And so then once you got the email or the phone call about this, how did you feel about, did you, did you know she's all that? Did you know the original?
1: I knew the original. Um, Obviously I had to rewatch it because that. It was the same thing as the boy meets world. I was like, this was right at the time that. I don't, I don't remember the details of it, but I remember the movie itself. I remember yeah. the bet. I remember Freddie and Paul Walker, you know, like I remember the boys. Oh, I,
0: I totally remember. forgot. Paul Walker was in. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. Walker.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember the movie, but I didn't remember the details. So I remember rewatching it. Um, yeah. And it's just such a, it was such a great movie.
0: Wow. Yeah, it is, man. That that one really held up. And it, yeah, I got the chance to see this one, dude. You were great, man. Oh, man. You know, was that was that was that fun getting to kind of just I mean, I'm not giving away any spoilers. The trailer, you know, you play the kind of funny, you know,
1: douchebag.
0: Yeah, douchebag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolute tool. Yeah, yeah dude. But that, those are the most fun times because you can just like be. You know, Zoolander ridiculous, you know? it was awesome.
1: I just, I let go. I was, yeah. Curious. I'm going to dive into this other dude and just, I've never been able to play that. And it I was, was going to
0: say, you've fun not fun. done anything like that before, yeah. right? Damn. Nothing like
1: that. And this is like your first role as like a man-man, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, I did American Housewife, but that was still teenager-ish and still, you know. You kid. very much look like a man in this. Yeah, no, thank you. A
0: very you. handsome
1: Dashing man. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate it. But yeah, it's 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 finally time to play some grown up roles. And I'm I'm excited about it.
0: That's awesome, man. Talk to me, you know, so you you filmed this during COVID. Did that lift your spirits having this purpose and, you know, finally doing something, you know, through all these horrible. Just God, I mean, catastrophic things you went through that led to this new opportunity with a wonderful company like Netflix. And, you know, what, did that really kind of lift your spirits in a lot of
1: ways? Yeah, and it was one of those things, you know, it started uh, – Netflix wasn't even involved. It started as uh, Miramax.
0: Oh, shoot. isn't that and owned I by love, Disney? I
1: love Miramax. I thought Miramax was part of Disney. No, it was, uh, no, Miramax is their own. I think they're partnered with uh, Paramount now. Okay, got it. But, got yeah, it. they, you know, they did, you know, Good little Hunting and stuff. Yeah. Like that. They've totally. done some great films back in the day. And uh, I was super excited about that. I was yeah. like, Miramax, like, this is a real studio. Like, they do films. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Um, and then Addison Ray was attached. And then uh, Andrew Panay and Jennifer Gibgott, who are just huge producers. And then Mark Waters was attached. And I was like... This is awesome. Like, yeah. let me let me do this. What's going on? What's what's going on? Read the script and then audition for it. And the the weird part was this was my first audition in COVID, and it was like October. So it was I was in it. a person, or no? It was okay. Zoom. Yeah, and that's what was so weird. It was Zoom. I was yeah. like, it was like this. I remember sitting down. And I was like, how? I mean, it's a different medium to channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does this work? How are we reading? Um. But I actually, the whole reason, I mean, COVID even happened is the reason I booked this film. It's weird how everything happens for a reason, but it's the entire reason I booked the film. Because having to be on Zoom, I did things as an actor that I would have never done in person. Wow. I love that, man.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. And, uh, you know, shooting it, was it fun? Despite, you know, being masked
1: up and, you know, did you guys have fun? Oh, we had such a blast. I mean, it was so cool to be able to, like... You know, you, you know, New York, LA, like we were locked down. Yeah. Uh, for a good, there was a good three or four months that like I did not leave my home. Like, it yeah, was,
0: there was like a curfew in, in place. It was a, right? curfew. It yeah.
1: was a curfew. It was a, it was crazy. I mean, there was choppers and Humvees going through at one point. Like, yeah. We got an Amber alert that was like, don't call 911. <laughs> it was just like an absolute. Like they were like apocalyptic. Like, you know. I was just sitting there with like my baseball bat, like all right. <laughs> well every, every man fall. for himself. <laughs> you know, quarantine loop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having being able to go on set after all that was just, you know, obviously we're tested four or five days a week. Yeah. Uh, we're quarantined afterward, but it was one of those projects that like every time we got on set, everyone was just so excited to just Interact and be there and just work and do something we all loved, and we all just knew it was such a fun project. It was like a feel good movie, which we felt good making it,
0: yeah, which the world needs, you know. Man, still, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's you turn on the news now, it's darkness, 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 you know what I mean? And the world needs, (laughs) yeah, man. Um, what about Addison? Did
1: you know her yet, you know, or? I didn't know I knew a lot of her mutual friends but we hadn't we hadn't crossed paths I think if COVID wasn't a thing we would have crossed paths eventually because we we had too many friends in common but um getting to meet her on the set of course I'm like you're a TikToker let's see how you know acting there's obviously a professionalism on set that is very strict like we all kind of follow guidelines that are kind of unsaid but they're all there yeah Uh, let's see how like TikToker can come in and and Let's see what happens. And I yeah. met her and she's just the sweetest girl. Yeah,
0: I, I'll be blunt. I was surprised how good she was,
1: you know? She did great. No, she, yeah. did. she did great. I was very proud because like she had so much pressure on her back. I can only imagine. She had so much pressure and she is so sweet and she just, she killed
0: it, man. I was yeah. so happy for her. That's so awesome, dude. And And then getting that, you know, did that really start to, you know, I mean, I know it's coming out in a week, but did that start to get more phone calls on, on Peyton's radar, you know, things start coming in more.
1: Yeah. And it was funny cause my managers were, you know, we didn't know it was Netflix at the time we were just waiting for, you know, where Distribution, it's going. Yeah. Yeah, where it's going. Um, and when we heard Netflix, we just like, I was with one of my, uh, one of the cast members, Dominic, and we were just like, let's go. Like, that's odd. Like net of all places for it to go Netflix is like, that's the hub. Like that's, Th- that's where a guaranteed always- way. A hundred million people are going to see it. It's great, man. Yeah, I'm just where it wants to be. And it's like a global release. And like, I'm just so excited. And I was like, here we go. Like, let's see what's next. Now I can finally do something that I might be able to get some radar action. Because oh. yeah. it's been so long that it's been no radar, you know, from Disney. And then it was disappear from Disney. A little bit of ABC was a little radars. A couple other, you know, networks started to reach out a little bit. But now Netflix, it's just like, you know, it's just a cool experience to be able to be a part of it. Because I've always looked at Netflix. I'm like, man, it'd be really dope to do something Netflix. Well, That's dude, on you,
0: agenda. you fucking earned it, dude. You, you <sighs> be proud of that, man. I mean, I'm proud of you, dude. You know, Damn, I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. man. I mean, what's what's what's, you know, both, you know, what are you going for now? And, and what's what are you looking and wanting to do now?
1: You know, it's like one of those things where my just my blinders are just open. Yeah. It's just I I've always found that if I ever try to pinpoint like what I want to do or what I like, I'll miss something. Yeah. You know, like even this movie, he's all that reading the character. I don't sing. I don't dance. I'm not, I'm not a douchebag. I was like I'm an actor, but like I don't want to be seen as that. Yeah, dude. totally. Reading it, I'm like I don't I don't know if I want to do this, guys. Like I I don't sing or dance. Like. How are we gonna get around this? Like what is going on? Once I did it, I was liberated. Yeah. And it's funny that my little my little pride mindset, you know, as an actor is harmful. As an artist, that kills you.
0: It and really now does,
1: look, dude. look at it just open. I'm like, whatever comes my way, if I find a connection to it, we're doing it.
0: E- ego can be a great and also the downfall of any artist or actor. Yep. And that's awesome, man! I'm so proud of you. It's a great film, dude. And, dude, great things are in store for you. Do you have a production company, or is that something you're interested in doing one day?
1: I don't think so. I think yeah. I, I think I'd rather just you know act and uh, you know start to produce my own projects as an actor. Um, Got it. Really start to pick my scripts and and build it from the ground up, like a lot of the big actors are starting to do now. I think it's very cool to get into the producer realm um, and just kind of build that up. And I, I want to do some brand stuff and I really want to build like an entire brand of clothes and really just build, I kind of just want to build this like bigger business that i that I have in mind.
0: I love that, man. We all need something that's, you know, maybe adjacent, but kind of out of, you know, I have this podcast and that keeps us inspired and focused on the things that we can't always control, you
1: know, yeah. That's awesome, man. And it's good to talk. This is awesome. Because like, I, I saw it come in and I was like, absolutely, I want to do that. Like, talk about acting. This is like, this is great. This is oh, awesome. Oh, dude, I'm so
0: glad we connected. We'll have to hang sometime. You, me, yeah, and Sterling, absolutely. man. And, yeah. and dude, you know, final few questions for you, man. You know, you had some really, really tough years. And going back to what I said earlier, you know, myself – hundred percent would have jumped into drugs and alcohol and just spiraled out of control. You know, for all the all the people listening, whether young or old that are going through the ringer right now, any words of wisdom for how to deal with, with struggle
1: and loss? You know, um I definitely did drive dive into the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I was one that I, uh, it's easy. It's so easy to numb it. Of course. Um, but once you numb it enough, the pain still comes through the numb. And at that moment I was like, this is so, I have something to deal with. Yeah. And this is just me running from it.
0: Yeah. Putting it
1: off. Yeah. It's just putting it off. And it's like, you know, one of the, one of the most, the coolest thing that I ever did Um, and I never thought I would, I was always scared of like a psychedelic, but I, it's tough for me to consider this so much of a drug because it, it honestly changed my life. Um, and I did mushrooms.
0: Oh, I love mushrooms. I still, I still do them.
1: I don't drink or do anything, but mushrooms are the, are the the very few things. Like it actually, like I had this experience that like, it just changed my life. Yeah. And it blew my world, like the things that I went through, the things that I dealt with. Trust and me, And the it, things you learn about yourself, you it, know, and about the world, yeah. about like your place in this world and like what you're doing. And like it was one of those things that, you know, I thought it was just another experience, another outlet. And I ended up doing it and it was just one of those things that it stuck with me and it actually got me out of any other drugs and any other alcohol. Yeah. You know, my family's got alcohol problems and, you know, I'll drink every now Mine and then, too. Drink, yeah. you know, I drink every now and then it's, you know, it's one of those things, but shrooms is really what got me away from everything else.
0: It's so beautiful, man. It does the same for me. And I really appreciate you sharing that man. And, yeah. and, and, you know, for all the young, you know, people out there, the, the patents that have dreams that live maybe not in Vegas and a Mississippi or Virginia, you know, and have ambitions of pursuing this wild dream, whether it's acting, painting or music, any words of wisdom you might have for them, people that, you know, are going through, trying to figure out a way in.
1: Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of you people that are, that are trying that, that way in, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very hard. Don't underestimate it. Um, but another thing you're going to start to experience is that this business in this world, um, your work life and your personal life ride the same line. Yeah. You're going to start to live an artist lifestyle. You're not going to just live an artist, you know, nine to five, I'm an artist. You're going to become an artist. Um, and what that means when you become an artist is life gets very intense. Yeah. You're going to feel a lot more things. So um, it's very important to keep yourself in check because That's what's driving your workforce. Um, and just take care of yourself first. Dude, Peyton Manor, man,
0: I love you, brother. You're a great (laughs) guy, dude. (laughs) Dude, this is like, let's call this part one, man, because you're taking off, come back on, on the next project. And let's do this again, dude. Absolutely. I love it, man. Dude, I got so much love for you. He's all that. Uh, what's the official day? August 27th. August 27th. I will have it drop. So today is August 27th. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I am so fucking proud of you, man. Thank Seriously, you, man. dude. You're you're a great guy and you're gonna go so far. And you awesome. deserve it, man. And uh to be continued.
1: Thank you, man. To be yeah. continued, absolutely. All right, brother. Take care. All right, have a good one.